0: Hey, Suns fans, how's it going? Suns win tonight, 102 to 82. They did what they should have done last night, maybe, but they get it done tonight. Very nice win. And, of course, I'm very excited to be joined by Suns Geek. How are you doing, man? <laughs>
1: Fantastic, man. Go- fi- finally, glad to be back on here for the first time this season. We're ready to talk about this nice Phoenix Suns win. Always love being here, man. And let's get this started.
0: Yeah, you know what? Uh, no, John tonight. I think he's actually having new ass implants along with the Kardashians tonight. Uh, everyone knows his his butt is hurting him, so I'm sure he's getting that taken care of tonight or something. So, special wishes to him. Say your prayers for him. Uh, I hope he gets everything done correctly and he can sit on his tushy again It'd be nice. Um, but for everybody else there tonight watching us, thanks for joining. Um, we have Suns Geek, obviously. We're going to be talking about the Suns' victory which you know what it was a good victory it was nice to have it because we knew that what we needed is some rest tonight and it was the the bench came in in the fourth and finished off the game the sun starters got the rest i feel like they needed right
1: absolutely this was huge especially since we have i think a 5 game four game road trip and then we yeah. come home for a game and then we go on the road again so pretty much a five game road trip Uh, That's huge. And for them to sit out, if I'm correct, the entire fourth quarter, that is huge. And the Suns, they did what they needed to do tonight, man. Obviously, last night's game was very controversial, very sloppy, in my opinion, for the Phoenix Suns last night. And they came out focused from the jump and they did what they had to do. Huge, huge win tonight. And again, I cannot repeat that. That four-game road trip coming up won't be easy.
0: No, it's going to be kind of tough, but... Let's enjoy this win. Uh, Everybody out there, if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the like button right now. Go ahead and give us a review on Apple. We will read that on the podcast. We can give out any kind of information you let us give out. Um, And also go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at Suns Jam. And you can follow me at Matthew Lissy, and you can follow
1: sun's geek at sun's geek it's everywhere Just sun's geek. yeah it's everywhere right <laughs>
0: there's content nonstop from you dude it's all over the place i'm sure you guys all follow them already uh but sun's geek do you have anything to crack open tonight before we get started
1: yes sir you know it's saturday night it's, you know huge win might as well crack open a budweiser you know had some leftover in my fridge so
0: <laughs> oh do you okay yeah. well i can actually have budweiser because i'm allergic to corn i think everybody on the podcast knows that <laughs> um you know that's that's my go-to now because it's corn free but also tonight i have the same thing i did last night Ooh. it's called blood orange cardamom cardamon i don't even know it has thc though i like that so i'm going a different direction with this just yeah it's not too crazy but it'll make me feel a little good tonight it gets so, get you through if, the show <laughs> yeah, exactly if, if things start to fall off you know and you know the wheels start to fall off i'm sorry it has to be this drink but let's go ahead and pop these ones open do it oh that one went right in my face did you see that dude these things i swear like <laughs> clip that you want to use our content yeah i'm going to clip that. go ahead and clip that one i swear i am so careful with this thing and it goes all over the place it wants your your mom your dead grandma everyone to know that you had a little bit of weed so i apologize for that was actually pretty funny but uh go ahead and uh cheers cheers
1: yep cheers
0: Suns lose our sons sorry, Suns win 102 to 82. Damn, dude. It's gonna that be was a great show. Right in my eyes. You know, I have an emergency, uh, emergency break. Let's just take a little break really quick. But nope, we're gonna get straight to it. Um, you know what? Um, Suns Geek, there was terrible news before this game even happened. Last game, the Cam Johnson injury had did happen. Now there's like leak con or there's some leaked um, you know, just information about maybe him being out the rest of the season this month next month who knows it's kind of up in the air so what is your take on cam being out and i mean i i seriously kind of want to just give up on the season because i love him that much and i kind of wanted him to have a great season but i know this Suns team is actually they're they're deep they'll be okay but how are you feeling since this happened
1: It's just unfortunate, man. Cam Johnson's one of my favorite players on the team and in the league. And in a year where he's eligible for a contract extension, you know, just came off one of the best games of his career. Uh, This is unfortunate news. And unfortunately, as you know, he was suffering from some injuries in October. And, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I think he kind of came back from some of those injuries a little too quickly. That's just my personal opinion. And I'm not saying this had anything to deal, you know, the reason he got injured, but I just think he came back a little too quickly. But in short, and again, we don't know how much time yet that he's going to miss. Hopefully it's not too long. Uh, you know, it was reported that he left the arena on crutches. And then, you know, the reports came out today from our guy Flex from Jersey and then Shamsharnia and everything. Hopefully it's not too long. Hopefully he can come back stronger and better. But it's just bad news, man. I mean, Cameron Johnson brings you so much he brings so much to this team and you know you gotta he's irreplaceable but you've got to find that replacement somehow some way and it's not going to be easy man yeah
0: Yeah, I, i ignored his first comment so yeah um they could see me jumping over him i know they can see that in the chat i'm sorry you know it's funny after i did jump over him i bet you i was like he's gonna probably point that out and he did call me out on that shit so i apologize but yeah it's tough um i think in a game like this you kind of forget about it um you kind of when the suns keep winning you're gonna keep forgetting about the injury if the suns are losing their bench looks terrible they can't really put up you know, any good numbers from that fourth spot, they have no one to fill in. even though Tory grad did a pretty good job tonight, if that starts to happen, then of course you're going to say, man, this sucks. You know, what are we going to do with Cameron Johnson? It is there, but right now it's like, we have to move on. We have to, we have to keep going. The bench looks good. Um, our starter sitting on the bench looks good laughing at the end of this game. Uh, but speaking of the bench, man, there's one guy that's been back and he's, uh, he's been killing it, dude. And, I don't know. We've played this drop, but we really never have anything to say too good about him, but this time it's a little different. The
1: Saric smoke break.
0: All right, yeah. so yeah. Sports <laughs> Center Top 10 to get back to us and say that is the number one play on tonight's top 10 plays in Sports Center and it's Dario Saric with the reverse lay in tonight. I mean, he's looked so good in a few spurts tonight like this was probably his most solid game being back 4 for 9, 9 points, 9 rebounds, fighting for all of it, keeping his feet on the floor where he likes it. He doesn't he's not doing too much too crazy, but Eddie Johnson kind of reminds us of the beginning game like Suns fans give him some time to work back into it. We don't expect like dramatic results from him coming off the bench. Maybe he's a starter, who knows with Cam Johnson being out. I'm sure that's going to be something that everyone's going to talk about. But him coming in the fourth and helping that bench unit kind of close things out, he looked good. I think that he he missed a few threes that probably should have went in. He had an accidental almost assist going off another defender's legs. Like, that's things that he brings to the game, and that's the fun thing about Sarich. So, I mean, tonight, pretty decent, right? Are you okay with him getting as much minutes as he did tonight?
1: I think so, and I, I think due to the unfortunate news of the Cam Johnson injury, I think he kind of has to, and I think that this was a huge step for Dario Sarge tonight. And, you know, nine points, nine rebounds is awesome. Four of those rebounds, by the way, were offensive, uh, which is also huge. But he just looked aggressive. Even, even in some of the games that he's been in where he, he didn't really play that much, I feel like he's pretty aggressive. I don't want to sound like the body language police or anything, but very aggressive uh grabbing rebounds putting up shots you know putting back shots as well and he talked about that little reverse layup that he had which was awesome and it should be on the sports center top 10. um he, he just looked really good and he's another player that's going we, we probably spend a whole podcast talking about this he's one of the guys that's going to have to step up for the Phoenix Suns team with cameron johnson being out and again he, he's irreplaceable you can't replace him but you're going to you have to and And that's another thing, too, is I feel like the minutes for Dario Sarge probably should have been coming sooner, in my personal opinion. Mm, So that's why I'm kind of glad that he played a lot tonight uh, because he played a lot in Eurobasket and then didn't really play too much during the preseason and everything. Um, He played a little bit in the preseason, but we haven't seen much of Sarge. So if tonight was the Sarge, you know, smoke break and and coming out and all that, then I'm happy for him. I, I think he looked really good tonight.
0: Yeah, no, he was awesome, and uh, that was a big thing. It's like before I was thinking, too, when the when the season first started, I'm like, can he just come in and start getting his legs underneath him now? I didn't think about him just getting in shape behind the scenes. I guess that kind of had to happen. But then also the injury with Cameron Johnson happens, and you have to see what you have. Also, we talked about last podcast with Cameron Johnson being hurt. That kind of takes a lot off the table when it comes to making a trade for a power forward or something else, like maybe a KD or even like SGA or something something like that to help this team down the line. So that kind of sucks, but now Saric is kind of proving that he is, he can be instrumental in the offense. And oh, that was kind of a loosely used word there instrumental in the offense. I don't think of him like, like that artistic on the floor. It's kind of stumbly mumbly in a way, but it got the job done tonight. And I'm glad everyone in the chat really is talking about how he did play so well tonight, man. He did. Yeah, yeah, and that's good to see because those fans want to love him, right?
1: I understand what you said about him being, like, important in the offense and everything. He's obviously not going to go out there and drop, like, 15 or 20 points a game, but he can give you points, you know what I mean? So he's going to contribute to the points. It'd be awesome if he could give you 15 points a game. He's probably not going to do that. Um, And that's kind of why I mentioned the Eurobasket stuff earlier, too, because he was a big part of that, you know, for Croatia overseas, you know, during the summer. He was a big part of that team. So if he can give you nine points and a few rebounds and a couple of assists and a nice highlight, yeah. then I'm fine with Dario Sarge getting these minutes.
0: Yeah. And there's also another guy too. Sonia did bring up in the chat. Juice. Man, he's been killing it on the court. I love it. And he really has, dude. He's He's been something else. What's up? He's just a different player. Like a lot of these players, like we'll talk about Shaman later, but... Juice has been, I mean, it's nothing too crazy. Of course, the stats are never going to look that good, but him being the four right now, starting in the position of Cameron Johnson, do you see it as something that, I mean, I don't think this can hold up long-term maybe if Cameron Johnson's out the whole year, but if it's something where Cameron Johnson comes back two months, three months, who knows, then maybe, I mean, this can hold up, but going into the playoffs with Juice as your four, is that something that's possible, you think?
1: I hope so, and I th- I think the Phoenix Suns need to be crossing their fingers and praying for it. One thing I've noticed out of Torrey Craig this year, and I'm sure you've seen the same thing. I think all Suns fans have, if you've been watching closely, is just the energy of Torrey Craig. In my opinion, you know, he's got a lot of great like offensive and defensive rebounds, great defense, and he's all he also hasn't been shy of shooting that corner three, and I like that. That's very PJ Tucker esque of him to do. Yeah. And uh, he's obviously got chemistry with this team, and uh, you know, experience and everything. Uh, but he's been looking really good out there. Now, is it going to hold up for an 82 game season, especially against some of the better power forwards in the league? We're going to have to see. We definitely have to go back and dive into some film on that and everything. But uh, they they got to have their fingers crossed. I and I wish him the best because obviously last season and during the playoffs. I say this a lot. I didn't even know Torrey Craig was on the court sometimes last year. You know what I mean? Yep. That's how, that's how low of an impact he was. Um, so I wish him the best. And, again, if him and Dario and, uh, you know, Bismack Biombo and Jock Lindell can help fill in that void for Cameron Johnson, let, let's do it. It's got to happen, man.
0: Yeah, and, and he <clears> – I don't know if you know this, but he's actually shooting 42% from three. Uh, tonight, I think he did – what did he go, two for two? I think he was uh, Oh no, 1 for 3. 1 for 3 he four. was tonight. 2 for 5 total. But like that's that's how much he's showing on defense. He didn't even play 22 minutes, but when he's in there he's very noticeable. His four double assists, teams too. Yeah, four assists. They were talking about that. I think eight different players has an assist. Uh he had four and there's just different things on the court he's doing, but the biggest thing for me of course is defense and that's where he needs to help out. Um there's just there's a lot that he's doing and I feel like he's helping out with a lot of these other players too on the court. Like you're just seeing a different side of these players you didn't see last year. And they kind of just evolved into something else that you can't explain. It's more confidence. It's more consistency. But I think maybe he's helped this guy too. All I can say is Sham. Wow. Yeah, Shamit, man, like he, out of all of them, and every time I look at his statue, I'm like, I feel like this dude has more there, but it's never as much as I think. Like last night he was one for five for three, but I still love what he was doing out there. He had like a little cross court pass to the corner, but he's a different player too. I mean, um, let me just think. Uh, so it's a different shaman, but I was thinking too, like him playing with Craig and Landell, Landell, like these guys are playing at a very intense level. I don't know if this is helping Shamit or not, but like the way Shamit played tonight, handling the ball, point Shamit, that might be a thing. I kind of forget about Cameron Payne, and I love Payne right now the way he's been playing. But just like how we might forget about Cameron Johnson going down the line if we keep winning, I feel like if we keep winning and Shamit's playing this way, and then like Cameron Payne misses a game here or there, it's it's like I kind of like I forget he's on the team. That's not I'm not trying to be a a dick about about. I'm just saying like that's how good he's been playing handling the ball. Him and Lee together just look amazing I feel like
1: and I think that's one positive about this Phoenix Suns team is you know maybe on paper we we might look worse in terms of our team last year but I yeah, and it still is you know to be determined about this Phoenix Suns bench but they have shown lots of signs of life and lots of great moments and Landry Shamit is part of that bench now obviously you want a little bit more production maybe his points per game to go up maybe some more threes here and there but Landry Shama even last year as bad of the as he had he did provide some good moments and some good minutes out there when they were needed and that's what he's doing tonight you know you take it game by game you get a little bit of consistency out there again you want him to hit more shots because that's what he does out there but he can play a little bit of defense he can play making everything and him and Damian Lee working together and just that unit I like that bench unit that they bring uh off the course sometimes it's like jock Lendell and landry sham and damian lee etc cetera, etc cetera. and campaign you know i feel like that's one injury that we haven't really been talking about is what's going on with him but i think that just goes to show how deep of a team this is and if Campaign's going to miss some time hopefully it's not for very long uh i think we'll be okay
0: yeah i think so too and uh dicky donkey says in the chat <laughs> sons sons rover defense with sham is excellent it is. It's it's um much improved. Like he sticks to his guy very closely, like him and like even a Kogi came in tonight and looked good defensively on the perimeter. But speaking of the perimeter, I think offensively Shaman, I brought up last podcast, it just seems like he can get by his guy pretty quickly on the offensive end. He doesn't seem like the guy can really stick to him. I don't know if I'm just imagining things. I know they're not the most elite defenders, but every time Shaman makes a move, I feel like he gets right by the, the defender.
1: He's Very than quick. Very he quick. Yeah.
0: So quick. But then, like tonight, like he was able to do that. And then he passes it out. He's open for like a little fadeaway, too, but he passes it cross court. I feel like sometimes he gets in his own head where he doesn't shoot as much as he should. And maybe he thinks, like, hey, should I not be shooting this ball again? Cause I just shot last possession. Like that needs to kind of go away. Cause I feel like he is just so good right now at you know, facilitating the ball, so that's fine. No one's going to think you're a ball hog. I think that he's good at getting his shot up now. So when he has the opportunity, I want to see it more. I want to see just more shaman. I didn't know that was ever going to come out of my mouth. And maybe, I mean, Jamster's in the chat. If you want to tell me like, hey, totally wrong, dude. Um, But yeah, yeah I look-
1: sucks. he's the worst player <laughs> on the team, blah, blah, blah. No, man, I don't know if you knew this. And I, I didn't really read the full story. Apparently, like he was dealing with like some family issues yeah. or something like yeah. his everyone dad looks, or he reconnected with his dad and all that. But I guess he's past that now, to my knowledge. And that mm-hmm. is huge. And I think that that's the Landry Shamit that we're seeing. And I know this sounds crazy. Suns fans don't kill me for this. I think even Monty Williams said to let it fly. Like, I think he... I think we need to see a yeah. game where Landry Sham, it takes like a billion jump shots because and three pointers and all that. Cause maybe that's what he needs, just to see that ball go in the basket, even if the percentages look terrible on the shot, shot <laughs> chart looks bad. But still, I, yeah, I think yeah. we need to see it happen.
0: Yeah, definitely. And MC uh G Blue in the chat says, I'm happy for Sham, but I want to see him at the level of consistency to make up for the last play or the play last season. Yep. I'm hopeful, but still. Yeah. And I honestly told John too a few podcasts ago, I'm like, let's see it for two months, two months oh, yeah, straight. I mean, yeah. If you're going to be like a six man on this team, which he can be like, that's what we kind of thought of him getting paid as much as he did coming onto this team. It's like, Oh, that's six man right there. That's what you need to do. Six months. Yeah. A game here or there, like last game one for five from three, but you're coming in and you're going to be um, doing other things. He's going to, defend he's gonna pass the ball around like i'm telling you, this guy i mean he found jock under the basket quickly as soon as he pulled off a roll like he just he has so much more to his game so i'm very as if you couldn't tell i'm a little excited about Shamit tonight which is very very strange but also like I uh, do you have any more thoughts on Shamit? Uh, we can do a whole half hour if you want on Shamit. Are you i think good?
1: we need more sunspans like you man we need to be more excited <laughs> about landry Shamit. that's my final thoughts on him man all
0: right cool because this guy today i met this cat he said his name was damien he thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend i think that's like everyone's favorite drop um, <laughs> <laughs> so i had to bring him up uh you know what like him and shaman they seem like they were doing good together in the third quarter they're kind of like i was thinking of them as like the extenders like monty refers to sarich as like the extender of the offense when he comes in but these guys extended the lead i feel like when they came in uh in the third quarter they extended the lead from 9 to 14 or yep it was the third quarter oh i'm sorry no maybe it was the second whatever but they stand the lead from 9 to 14 maybe it was the second quarter and that's what they can do they can hold it they can they they share the ball in the backcourt they take their turns running the offense and do they do a pretty decent job against a blazers team that's short handed. but To see that, to see them kind of getting along and being a backcourt whenever campaign's out, it just shows that Lee can do more. And I feel like since he's come in in the second with uh, Shamit, they just put up solid minutes, and you just want that for your starting lineup because the starting lineup there, it's a back-to-back. You want to give them rest. So if you extend that lead, It just opens up so much more for the rest of the game for this bench to keep playing. And you get minutes from like a Dwayne Washington Jr. later on. So it was good to see Lee. So I don't know how much of a fan. I think he's a good, good player against the bad teams. Like tonight you saw like the Blazers kind of bad tired. So he's perfect for these situations, right?
1: I I agree with you. Uh, One thing I've noticed about Damian Lee, and I'm not just talking about the game winner against the Mavericks, it's his fourth quarter performance. I don't know what it is. And statistically, it may not show up every night, but he just seems to lock in and have so much confidence in those fourth quarters. And another thing I've noticed, too, is he's a good communicator out there. He's always telling guys where to be. He's always talking to the guys, pointing his fingers and everything, which I really like. That's that Golden State Warriors experience, You know, winning a championship being in and out of the G League, playing with that team for the last few years, learning from Stephen Curry. Uh, but yeah, he's been really good for us, I think. And again, this is another situation where, because I know that I'm a, I'm a big stats guy, but you, there I know there's a lot of stat junkies out there. You probably might want to see a little bit more points out, out of him, maybe a few more made three-pointers and everything. I think he's actually pretty good defensively as well. But yeah, I think Damian Lee's been a good addition for us. I know Monty Williams is in love with him as well, so... That's my yeah.
0: Opinion. He and uh, Todd taut, Mason says, or I'm sorry, Taddy Mason or Tajay <laughs> Mason, whatever. Uh, the D, the D, is D Lee the new Kelly Oubre? Yes, I, you know, what I kind of got that because of the big shots. I feel I think he hits big shots when are needed. Uh, he proved that opening night, but he yeah. can kind of be the new Kelly Oubre where he just steps up and he'll shoot the three. If we need a three, like he just will. Basically chuck it up and not even think about passing the ball up, which I like because he hits most of them. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Rajon is talking about uh, – Rajon T. Uh, Monroe is talking about he is clutch, though, and rises to the occasion. I think you're talking about Lee right there. Yeah. I feel like he is. I feel like he's really just fr- freaking awesome. And, hey, was up, Suns Geek and Lissy, what's going on? Thank you, everybody out there for watching Obviously John is not here tonight. He is having a new butt implant put in. So everyone say your prayers for him and uh go ahead like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter. And um you can tell I'm talking about the bench tonight a lot.
1: None of the stuff. No, goes. we should be. We and really should good. be.
0: Yeah, and that's good cuz that's the way this game should have mm-hmm. It Should just be the the bench. Um and this guy, you know what? Did I talk I talked about Craig but he was starting. So obviously it's not the best. It bench, still feels like he's coming off the baseline. It still, it still feels like it though, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. There was towards the end of the game, this guy actually had he, he kind of he finished off pretty good. Oh wait, do we even have this? Oh, there's no drop for Kogi. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the drop for Kogi. I'm like, you know what? I don't think John didn't make that one yet. So, uh, you know what? So Kogi comes in in the fourth, and he has a couple nice plays. So he has a steal and the dunk in the fourth quarter. Then the next next possession, the big rebound, he was getting to the rim, drawing fouls. Much needed game, because I feel like he came in last game when he started to play earlier in the game. He was so out of sync with whatever was going on. Tonight, defensively looked great. Um, The biggest thing, like I mentioned before, keeping those starters on the bench. And I feel like when yep. he came in, I'm like, let's see. Let's see how long he can stay in the game and keep those starters on the bench. But that's what he did defensively. I mean, he's so excited to be one of the better defenders on this team, and he got to prove it tonight. I mean, I don't know how much you really can take from his game tonight and put into the rest of the season, but these are big moments because you don't want those starters to come back in and play another two or three minutes to close out the game. So he worked well with everybody off that bench, and you need to see more of that because Okogie is a guy that I think that was going to be like a fan favorite kind of coming here, def- defensive hustle guy that's always like a fan favorite. So maybe he gets more minutes in the future, right? Or maybe-
1: Yeah, you know, I, I kind of like how you worded it when you when we were talking about Landry Shaman, how you said something like, you know, well, let's see this for like a two-month span. Let's see this for like a two-week span with Josh Kogi. you know what I mean? But you are right. The dude is an absolute machine. He hustles. He plays great defense. You will never have to question his defense. He's kind of like a Javon Carter, you know what I mean? Uh, But in terms of offense, that's where he really does struggle. He's a terrible three-point shooter. He is pretty athletic for what it's worth, but he doesn't really do much with that. Like I think today he had like a charging, you know, he like jumped a little too high and like crashed into a dude and, You know, again, he's not really going to be shooting lights out or anything, but uh, but we are going to need a little bit of production from him, even if it is just defensively. And some of those steals were really nice. There were some steals where he just ripped the ball out of the dude's hands and ran the fast break. And you know, you might want to see a little bit more playmaking out of him as well. But again, energy and effort and hustle—you will never have to question out Josh Kogi.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. And um, you know what? When the Suns have that hustle and they have that energy, it kind of looked like the Blazers were just kind of. You know, they, they're they short-handed, but they were last night. I think the Suns were just kind of sucky last night. It was just one of those stupid yeah, games that kind of got out of game. control. Yeah. Um, hey, that's what we'll blame it on. <laughs> it's just a bad game, right? Um, You know what, though? But the, the Blazers, I think you threw their shot chart up there in the second quarter, yeah. in the first half, and 35% shooting basically in the first half. And I mean, you come out that way, and the Suns kind of just set the tone. They just come out, and it's what, 20, 24 to 16. End of the first, it's 35 to 26. Then they start their like they're going up by 14 points after that. Then it kind of turns into a 20 point game after that, and then almost a 30 point game. Uh, but when the Blazers start out shooting 35% the whole first first half, and the Suns have a half like they had, it's pretty much over, right? Were you thinking like the way they were shooting the Blazers, the way they were shooting, and the way they went to halftime? just being up and in the third quarter, when did you figure out this game was over? Was it by halftime or in the third quarter?
1: Early third quarter. Early between, you, know, yeah, no, yeah. you know this. No lead is safe in the NBA, but this is a but, really different situation. Yeah. Like I'll go on my little Blazers rant r- real quick. Obviously, you would have yeah. loved to see Damian Lillard and a- Anthony Simons against the Phoenix Suns team again. That would have been nice to see because I think this game would have been a little bit different if those two were healthy tonight. Uh, But this Blazers team, they do have talent. Last year was a different year for them. They obviously decided to go in a different direction by trading C.J. McCollum and, you know, hiring Chauncey Billups, who I do think is a good coach. He just needs to prove that he's a good coach. And again, you know, anytime you're missing, what, potentially 40 points per game or whatever, you're obviously going to lose. And the Blazers did look tired tonight, but they got a lot of young guys out there who can play, who are very talented. But this game was weird because, it seemed like, even though we kept the Blazers to what 82 points and everything, there were some stretches where either we struggled to score or the ball just wouldn't go in the basket, but they couldn't get anything going either. Even when they would go on quote runs, it didn't really seem like it. Like this game was over by halftime. I, but I kind of gave the benefit of the doubt. I was like, eh, but. I, yeah, you know, yeah. I was on my phone a lot in this game. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like there, there yeah. wasn't much going on after halftime. And, and again, the energy, and, and that's not an excuse because we're probably going to see the Phoenix Suns like this on a night, you know, back to back where the energy is just not there. But these guys are professional basketball players. But you could tell a lot of young Blazers players out there. They were tired. They gave up by the fourth quarter and just is what it is, man.
0: Yeah. Um. I also think that, um... You know, last game, the Suns, they seemed like they were in it. And it seemed like the Blazers at times would actually go through the spurts where they were just kind of missing everything. Um, so, you know what? I mean, it kind of seemed like that again tonight for the for the Blazers. But the Suns getting out to such a big lead in the beginning, that was just a thing. I mean, they did last game. I think they started off, they were like up 11 to, se- or They're 11 to 7. They are leading
1: most of that game. 17 to 9 or but something like seems that. it so
0: sloppy, though. It was it very sloppy. Yeah, it didn't it's seem because like of the we injury. Were, yeah. I think that just threw oh, everybody yeah. off. I think they knew. They knew. They're like, fuck. Like, I mean, they worked so hard to get there. And Cam Johnson's been part of that team for a while now. And they have that chemistry. They knew. They, they were upset. But um, it's all right, though, now. But there was another injury someone brought up earlier in the podcast. The Ah, uh, He's not injured. Okay, I didn't mean to actually lead to suspense there for you to come back (laughs) commercial break. He is not injured. He just, he seemed like he might have been. Corey uh, Frith said, did it seem like Bridges was playing hurt tonight? Um, You know what? I'm really bad at really trying to track down Bridges and how well he's doing for some reason because he blends in so well most of the time. But I did notice last game like after um, after Cameron Johnson went out, it was by second quarter, Bridges did kind of like go into the back of the basket and did seem like kind of hobbly coming back we know he hasn't missed a game forever. But like in a game like that like tonight did it seem like he was injured? Did you notice anything cuz that kind of freaked me out. I don't know if you noticed anything or not.
1: That is a great question. In turn again, you know, we're talking about Josh Kogie's energy. Uh, in terms of energy, I didn't really see that, but yeah. maybe on the on paper, yeah, we didn't see much of Mikhail Bridges tonight in my personal opinion. There was one particular play where I think he might have gotten like you know, hit on a screen or something like that. He kind of just looked, I don't know, I don't even remember when this happened, but I remember kind of looking at Mikhail Bridges and maybe I, I pray not. I don't want Mikhail Bridges to be injured. No, he's literally I don't think the he's NBA's carried. Iron Man, but you are right. I can understand why Suns fans are thinking that. But this wasn't the best Mikhail Bridges game tonight. And I hope that it's not, you know, due to injury.
0: Okay. And also, hmm. let me see here. Yeah. Jeff F. says, uh, Mikhail looked tired. That's true. Um, Taddy Mason says, Philly's lost uh, though. So they lost the, I think it's game six of the World Series. So whatever. Houston F them. I don't really care because they just cheat. We'll find out in two weeks they were cheating. And it's, but we've matter. seen oh.
1: lots of games like this from Mikhail Bridges where like he won't like tonight. He had like what 11 points, you know, yeah. two assists, yeah. three for seven shooting, only 27 minutes too. But, yeah. And again, I don't want to question his defense or his energy, but I didn't see too much out of McKelber. Like I I think I remember him hitting one three-pointer from the corner, and that was yeah. it. Like I don't really exactly. remember much after that. So
0: that's why these guys will never be all stars, like him and Aiden, because they can't consistently put up the big numbers. <laughs> exactly. You have to have the one numbers. Of the highlights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's another thing, too. But you know, taking the night off kind of reminds me of this guy. All right, so Paul just came out, 11 points in the first half. Looked great shooting-wise, and maybe that's why the Suns were able to kind of put the game away early. Um, So we haven't really seen that from from him this season. I feel like we've seen a lot of games where it takes him a while to get into his shooting. He's more consistent towards the end of the games. Um, Tonight, though, he got it done early. He was able to get rest. Is this a Chris Paul rest game where he just plays 25 minutes? Because tonight on the back-to-back, he's not sitting out. There's plenty of players his age – 10 years younger than him that are going to sit out tonight. He doesn't sit out, but he plays 25 minutes. Is that like his game where he just, it's a, is this his rest game? Is that what it is?
1: You know what, if this is his rest game, I'm totally fine with that because I think you mentioned it earlier. Like there were so many guys with assists tonight. Like it's hard to keep track. Uh, And that's a good thing. If Chris Paul finishes the game with four assists and we win this big, I'm totally fine with that. And I feel like despite all the heat, I guess you, if you want to call it heat, that Chris Paul may be receiving. And yes, the shooting percentages are pretty bad and everything. And even Monty Williams mentioned he needs to be shooting more, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. I think Chris Paul's look really good this season. Call me crazy. I, you know, the numbers are there. He had, what, like 30-something assists and only like one or two turnovers throughout a small stretch recently. I think he's going to be just fine. Obviously, you want to see a little bit more aggression from Chris Paul, if you will. You know, those like fancy plays and everything and the dribbling and the handles and the the beautiful mid-ranges that he seems to go perfect from but i'm not too worried about chris paul just yet and i do agree he does need to be shooting more but 15 and 4 tonight i'm fine with that man he, he'll be all right
0: yeah i think so too <laughs> and and he's leading the league in assists i'm sure with like 11 yeah, he always is like that, they yeah. always try to guess <laughs> it but it's always gonna be chris paul until he's yep. retired uh, blaze megatron said cb3 was dozing on the bench doing a sir charles impression you know what he doesn't that. have much. he's still doing the vegan or um just plant-based diet you're not gonna have a whole lot of energy yeah. so getting that i feel like that has a lot to do with him getting hurt and stuff but he'll never stop he'll never uh he'll never eat meat again in his life And it's gonna drive me nuts because he needs to <laughs> eat some meat get some energy uh but yeah tonight was awesome um this is gonna be a really weird one tonight uh when it comes to the award of jam star of the game <laughs> Jam star of the game. All right, so this is where John tells you to go ahead and hit the like button and subscribe, and also follow us on Twitter. Um, if you haven't, right now, just hit the like button right now. Right now, do it again, do it again, do it again. Hulk smash that. Actually, like don't button, do it again yo. because it just comes undone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jam started the game a little early, but um, what do you think? I mean, who do you give it to? I bet you, is it someone off the bench? Who you got, man?
1: You know what? Let's give it to Dario Sarge, man. Because again, I'm serious. Like these minutes tonight were big for him. And this is coming. You know, I mentioned it earlier. He didn't play that play that much in the preseason. Hasn't played much this season. But coming off of that bad injury and everything, providing these minutes when we need it. Letting our starters rest, and you know what? I'm. I feel bad that we haven't really talked about it that much. But the jam start of the game should also go to the Phoenix Suns blocked shots tonight. Oh, it was like yes. the most blocked shots since like 2010 or something like that. Let me pull up the number and make sure I'm getting this correct. 14, 14 blocks. I think we had seven before halftime. The Phoenix Suns defense was absolutely incredible. 14 blocks is huge. You don't really see that much you know, throughout the season. So that, that's great.
0: No, it is awesome. I was going to say like anytime Bismack's in there, he is just able to get his hand over the ball yep. perfectly. Like the way to block somebody from behind and not actually foul them all the time is very impossible. Even D8 and I, how many blocks did he have? He had, he had two blocks, uh, two, yeah, blocks two blocks tonight, blocks. and he only played 15 minutes. Yep. But yeah, the blocks were insane and that's great. That's just like, You can't go in there. Maybe it's tired legs from the Blazers from last night. Maybe it's that little extra oomph they need. But no, the way Bismack is, it's not even about positioning for him. I don't know how he does that because he gets his hand perfectly over the ball almost every time. And when you look at him running up and down the court, I don't think of like a guy that can block shots. Do you? Like, I know he's longer, but he doesn't seem as tall. You know what I mean? So it always kind of surprises surprises me how good he is at blocking shots it's just me looking at the game yep, nope. i know this is his thing though defense it's great um yep. but also like the way that bismack is man like great game beautiful game oh, yeah. then that hook shot the hook shot's kind of like a cute girl and she smiles and has no teeth you know what i mean that hook <laughs> shot when he pulls that out dude it's just bad. Like, but he made one tonight. So it was good to see that. He though. seems
1: to have lots of games like that. Like he recently had like a five-five-and-five five five game, but I love that. And he is yeah. aggressive with that hook shot. Not many players do the hook shot. And I wish that they would do the hook shot. Uh, but he grabs great rebounds, he blocks shots. He doesn't care if it's Damian Lillard or Stephen Curry, it doesn't matter. He'll block anybody's yeah. shot. And you are right, like he is a little bit taller and you know in length a lot bigger than he seems so shout out to Bismack, man he's great
0: yeah so my uh jam star this is tough i think i'm gonna give it to um just a lot of them i'm gonna Shamit. go out and get his, i'm just gonna do shamba tonight yeah. i know devin booker said 24 points which is amazing he was shooting so good 9 of 20 though still it doesn't yeah. look that good but his shot looked a lot better than it did last night yeah oh, um yeah. fucking great game from him and i think I'm going to give it to Shamba just because he's been playing hard. I haven't given it to yep. him yet, but let's go down and see what the Jamsters think. Um, first of all, Mike, Metal Mike, let's see. He went vegan to get more energy. Yeah, <laughs> some people believe that. I don't I don't know if it's true or not, but <laughs> I guess we can find out that on another podcast. Maybe the Joe Rogan podcast. Let's go on that one and talk about it. Um, so Jam Stars, um, MG, MCJ. Dario. Oh, my yeah. gosh. M- mcg blue, MCG blue. <laughs> i can't even say <laughs> dario for Jamstar tonight um yeah. blaze blaze megatron sarich sarich yeah. Yep. Yeah. so he agrees with you uh dicky Don- all right so every name could it just be like michael smith or something dicky <laughs> donkey uh tory craig um sonya juice 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 metal mike saying tory craig too nice yeah you know what it's true it's so hard when the bench plays so well dude yeah Um, it's it's hard to
1: pick a jam star of the game because if the whole bench could get the the award you know what i mean they were yeah they're that good tonight
0: yeah and also kiko does say uh the d uh the defense phenomenal defense all night long it was good uh (laughs) shauna liz craig yes so it's crazy craig's even like you know what like five points but people notice the difference it's all in the the, yeah. the defense it's all in the everything energy, else he's doing out there cutting Tori to the basket tonight.
1: grabbing offensive rebounds you name it man. Yeah. tory craig's been good
0: so uh cl um oracle says tory kills tonight juice um <laughs> so, you know something just sucked my jock you know what yeah. we have not played that drop into podcasts so let's go Jeez. This is a nice limo.
1: Yes, it is. Now suck my jock.
0: Landale. Yeah, perfect. So, that. thanks for bringing that up because I think it's been a while since we played that one. Uh, let me see if there's any other ones in here. I don't want to forget anybody.
1: You know what? I know Jock didn't have the best game tonight, but that dude is just so fun to watch, man. <laughs> I love Oh, Jack yeah. <laughs> he's
0: he's awesome. I mean, he was 4 for 9 still tonight. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, that's not him. Um er- 2 for 4 two for four tonight yeah. five five points three rebounds four assists for him too and well, that's the, the thing is like go ahead go ahead, go ahead. no go ahead he, i was just saying he he's
1: just super aggressive man he knows he's getting rewarded these minutes and he's earning his spot on the team you know even if he does have a bad night statistically he's gonna bring it every night and you you mentioned the four assists his passing was really good tonight
0: yeah um, and also uh, I was going to say that, you know, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I should have wrote it down. I should have <laughs> wrote it down what I was going to say. So my bad on that one. Um, but we will continue. And before we get out of here, I just wanted to say, um, I mean, we still got a little bit longer to go, but before we move on to the next game and look forward to the future and see if the suns can beat the Philadelphia 76ers. I wanted to talk about Deandre Ayton a little bit tonight. Like he was in foul trouble early again tonight. So. I'll just go ahead and do his drop. Watch. Sorry, John just told me and buzzed me in the (laughs) ear. Said, "Don't tell them to do the drop. Just do the drop." So, I yeah okay. So I got that flipped (laughs) around. Um. So tonight's games. I mean, he's always going to have off nights. And my biggest thing for Aiden is like, what's his ceiling? I told John thirty and thirty points, ten rebounds. That's his ceiling. And then season long goals, all-star game. Yeah, But when you have games like this, where you only put seven points and you know, you barely play, I know it's a blowout that starts to bother me when the, when it starts to happen, when he gets in foul trouble. So I think last game, he, his numbers ended up pretty good, but I'm very selfish when it comes to numbers. I want DA to put up those numbers. Where he's at least 20 oh, and 10. Yeah. That way it's like an automatic nod to the all-star game. Cause he will get it. If he is consistent, and he just puts up those big numbers. So I'm selfish, and I hate games like this where it hurts him so much, right? Because I'm always looking for Booker to get 30. He got 24. He would have got 30. But 24 tonight, are you, like, selfish that way where you want to see da put up those big numbers that yeah. way we just into the all-star game for once
1: I, i've always said this man i'm his biggest critic but i'm also his biggest believer you know what i mean and you are right the numbers are a big thing let's be real and i don't want to give him unrealistic expectations he, he's not going to be wilt chamberlain let's be real But you know he can be, I mean, he probably is a top five center, top 10 center in this league. But you know that there's like two extra steps that he can take to get there. And you need to bring it night in, night out. And there's some games where he'll have like 15, 18 points, but only like six rebounds. And that's not going to do it. And he does get into foul trouble and he gets disengaged. And you can't, you can't always use the excuse. Oh, well, they didn't give you the ball and all that stuff. Like, come on, man. If you're going to be a top five center, you got to go out there and get it. Like Joel Embiid's not off to the best start to his season, but he's still averaging 27 and nine. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's pretty crazy. I feel like it might be coming automatic pretty soon for DA. Um, uh Rayon T. Moore Monroe said, I notice Aiden getting gets pouty if he doesn't get the ball in the post right away. Like, watch the attitude after he calls for the ball. Um, uh, that might be a thing uh maybe coming, but uh tonight, like he was in foul trouble, so you didn't see him too much out there. But if he does get to the point where he's asking for the ball more, that's good. And yeah, I think the Suns need him, and he has been getting the ball early in the games, like six points tonight right away. And then last night he had nine points right away. He had a three pointer. He did so play really getting,
1: good last night. Well, yeah, especially coming off that injury too.
0: And he's getting his points yep. early and like, that's what they need. They need to get him kind of revved up for the rest of the game, yep. just like for the playoffs, like get him revved up, get him all these touches before the playoffs start. That way he, he can work on his stuff in the game. That's going to help big. Um, But I think uh looking forward to the next game, we're going to talk about the 76ers. Yep. so, watching a lot of 76ers games lately or <laughs> a little bit. Um, I, 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 I'm good friends with a
1: few Sixers content creators. So shout out to them. Rom 2.0, uh, Philly take with RB. And let me tell you, these Sixers are not off to a good start. And yeah. it, you can't even use the James Harden injury as an excuse. Obviously he's going to be out for a month, but it's just strange, man. They just, from what I've gathered to my knowledge, it, it's just their body language, their energy, Uh, they've been blowing leads and everything and even though james harden will have a good game before he got hurt and even joel Embiid has shown up a couple of times even though he's not off to a great start this season uh they're just not playing well and i think they blew a huge lead to the knicks recently they're four and six and it feels like they should be like Mm -hmm. six and four uh but they've had some really bad losses so far and let's be real the suns are gonna have some really bad losses as we saw last night and everything I think we will have a good shot of winning this game, especially if DeAndre Ayton is engaged. And if he, I don't know if Joel Embiid is going to play because I think he was out with a non-COVID illness recently. But, you know, the Sixers are still going to be tough to beat and everything. But I think if DeAndre Ayton has a big game, you know that Devin Booker loves playing against Philly. He averages a boltload yep. of points against them. And if our bench can look like they did tonight, I think we're going to get that W.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think it's 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 weird to talk about these teams now that have these players like Harden. They have Westbrook, um, Tyrese Maxey. Well, I'm talking about. I'm sorry. So oh let yeah, me just yeah, no. yeah, yeah, So <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about let, let me talk about the Sixers, I guess first. Yeah. Sorry, I went way too far ahead. Oh, no, let's go. So, I know,
1: I know what you're saying.
0: Okay, so the Sixers, it does suck because I'm always a big fan of Embiid, and I think I love I would love to watch Aiden versus Embiid, to see where he's at and where he can match up with them. Um The thing is though, the Sixers team. You have Harden on there and he's hurt. He's out for a month or so. And then, like teams like the Lakers, they have Westbrook, they have LeBron. They're getting older. They're two and six. The Warriors right now are what, two and seven or something crazy like that? Yeah,
1: they've lost like all their road games. Three and, and, three and seven. Pain. Yeah, they're oh my God.
0: So they're three and seven. The Clippers, what are the Clippers right now? They're
1: not good. <laughs>
0: So, but like, they all have those players that are like Kawhi, they're just older kind of, they're all injury prone, basically. Yeah. Westbrook not, but AD is on that team where Westbrook and, and LeBron, they're already super old. So they need the help of AD, but he's not helping them out. So are these teams, are they just past their chance? Are these players just past their chance? Like is, is Westbrook is, uh, is Harden? Is Kawhi not going to get another championship? Like, should we just stop thinking about, okay, well, if they come back, well, if this happens, They have an opportunity. We keep saying like if like if the Lakers go on a five game win streak or four game, they'll be okay. they're going to beat the Suns in the first round again this year. You know what I mean? That's the way it is. Right. Should We just start to give up on these players and these teams already or is it too early?
1: That's a great question. And I had the same conversation with somebody recently. I was like, it's so hard to judge the NBA right now, because as you were talking, I was pulling up the standings. Obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks are 9-0. I couldn't have predicted that to start the season. The Cavaliers, who I've been big on, are 7-1. and But then let's jump to the Western Conference. The Jazz, nobody expected the Utah Jazz to be playing this good. They're 7-3. and The Grizzlies are 6-3. and Even though we just beat them tonight, the Blazers are 6-3. and I could go on all day. There's lots of good teams out there, but these, like, quote, contenders, like the Clippers, uh, like the Celtics or whatever, it's like... We don't really know yet. I feel like, you know, there's been injuries and illnesses, and it's really hard to judge the NBA right now. Um, We'll just have to see, man. I mean, I know this is kind of a long way from now, but let's see where we're at during All-Star break. I feel like during All-Star break, that's when teams really start to come into form. And, you know, whenever I'm back on this podcast, we can say, you know, this team's definitely making the playoffs. This team is out of it but you never know. You might get a few surprises like the Utah jazz. I'm not saying the jazz are going to make the playoffs, but like, look at the blazers too, man. Like if, Mm -hmm. if Damian Lillard comes back from injury and they get a few more wins, they could potentially sneak into the play in tournament. And then there's some teams in the Eastern conference that I'm probably not even naming. Uh, But the NBA is extremely hard to judge right now. So I, I don't know your guess is as good as mine.
0: Yeah. It's super strange. And if we're going to look at it as like, you know, you threw another if in there. Like, if if Dan oh, yeah. comes back, then they can win. But that's the thing with the Blazers. Like, there's always somebody that's out. And the thing is, the big if that I want to talk about and get your thoughts on before we get out of here are the, is the Suns' future. Like, we're going to already talk about the playoffs and championship already because we are championship or bust already as a team. That's Definitely. who we are. So looking at the Suns' team the way they are now, is this good enough? Let's say Cam Johnson never comes back 100%. Is this good enough to even contend right now in the West? I know it's 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 way early, but you know what? I don't care. I want to talk about whether or not this team looks good enough because that's what James Jones is doing from the press box. He's he's looking down. Not the press box, his own box. Looking down, he's watching. The owner's this game, box. Thinking, <laughs> his, the owner's box. Is that what they call it? Yeah. I'm so Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking down. He's judging this team, and he's just saying, like, is this going to be good enough to contend? Do you think it is or no?
1: Yes, I, I do. Be, I do. I know we are a contender. I okay. believe we are a contender. But, you know, we've already seen a lot of flaws out of this team and some alarming flaws. Let's be real. I mean, I love the Phoenix Suns. I'm very biased, I'm very optimistic. But I, over the years, I've learned to be very real with this team. And I even mentioned it earlier. We're probably going to see some very bad losses throughout the season. You and I are going to be on here or I'll be on my show, you know, bitching and ranting about it. But I do believe we are a contender, but I also think that the NBA is wide open and I'm serious. Even if there is a few surprise teams out there, I do not know who's going to win the NBA championship. We haven't even talked about the warriors or we kind of did. And they're, they're struggling right now. And they're the defending champions. You know what I mean? So, but, and it takes time we don't know what's going to happen with this jay crowder thing we don't know which players are going to come off the bench and shine for us uh you know maybe devin booker takes it up to an mvp level which he is playing at right now maybe deandre Ayton takes that next step i'm trying to avoid the words what if um but you know what i mean like we are a contender but we have flaws let's be real
0: so yeah <clears throat> Sean and Liz does that or say that we need a, a power forward. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do definitely now. Um, okay. For sure. I mean, I think it might have always been needed. Um, but you know what? And you brought the Warriors and uh, David Ray says the Warriors are 3-7. and seven, Shocking the defending champs are doing this bad. Yep. True. But don't they always just figure it out? Yeah. Like we don't want them to figure it out with a big move before the Suns do. Because that's the way it is now. I I love these these guys. I love the chemistry. I love the Twins and all that. But I'm just talking about. We just need a championship. I don't care who's on the team. Yeah. If we had to get rid of, I'm not even gonna say it. But my friend was saying like, if we had to get rid of Devin Booker for someone to help us win a championship, <laughs> if we knew we got a championship, and Booker yeah. was gone.
1: Yeah,
0: it's I it's kind of like just, the
1: Raptors in 2019. Like they got yeah. the championship, Kawhi Leonard dipped, and the Raptors yeah. have been happy ever since. So,
0: and I'm they're not a saying good this team too by the way. The Raptors,
1: yeah, they're a good team. They're playing pretty yeah.
0: good. They're they're another surprise team. It's. Yeah. It's like they're 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 taking those wins against those supposed good teams, you know. I just it's good to see that though, because it kind of balanced out towards the end of the year where everyone's kind of back in their place a little bit. But I think that the the Raptors always surprise everybody every year, and uh, the Suns though they they're almost there. I'm not saying trade anybody like right now or whatever, but it looks good. I just don't know if it's good enough. Although so, you know.
1: You know, with this Cam Johnson injury, man, let's be real. You might, James Jones might need to quit being selfish and just make a trade happen. Like, let's be real, mm-hmm. dude. Like, Jay Crowder clearly does not want to play here. So, yeah. and according to Jay Crowder himself, the business of basketball has taken its course. That's an actual quote he said. So, trade him, get somebody in here yeah. who wants to play for us, who can help us win a championship. And then you said something just a few seconds ago or a few minutes ago. You said, like, the Golden State Warriors always figure it out. You know, I do believe that. They're, def- they're the defending champions, so they can talk all the trash they want and everything. Hopefully the Phoenix Suns can figure it out as well. And hopefully we can get further than the semifinals and go back to the finals and win a championship this year. But, again, I do think we have some flaws.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we definitely do. And you know, it's a good team. It's a good regular season team, but once it comes to the playoffs, we know what it's going to look like. So I'm kind of comparing that, yeah, what it looked like before to what it should look like in the future. It's kind of hard to like really manage that because you never know about injuries from other teams. So you might exactly. not even need to trade for somebody to stop Giannis or something. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I'm not going to say like there's a player out there, but I'm just as an yeah, example. I, yeah. It's just it's tough, and I think there should be a trade that's going to happen. But right now, let's enjoy the wins. I think we're doing very well as a team. Is there anything else, uh, Suns Geek, that you want to throw out there before we go?
1: Oh man, well again, again, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I was was glad I was able to help you guys out. You know, I've always said to my fans on my show, like if you guys are supporting the Suns Jam Session podcast, you're supporting me. You know, I'd love to be on here more often. Um, Check me out on Suns Geek. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I've actually been on TikTok a lot lately, uh, building a small following on there. TikTok's pretty fun; <laughs> you know, it's easy to upload and everything. I know you guys are on TikTok <laughs> yeah. as well. Strangely, I haven't followed you guys yet. I gotta follow you guys. Oh, but, um, be careful! It's like, really, <laughs> really, just having fun with the sun's content creation. You know, I'm really working yeah. my ass off over here, and uh, I'd appreciate it if you guys would check me out. And I uh, hope to be on uh, the show very soon.
0: Yeah, and also. Um... If you want to check out another Suns or another Suns podcast after the game, the Aussie Suns fans podcast yes, is going to be on wherever the hell you can watch and listen to that one. It's I'm I think it's on YouTube. I haven't watched their live podcast yet, so maybe yeah. I'll I think it's just and,
1: Aussie Suns fans. Just type or Aussie Suns podcast. I think you just search bar that and it'll, and it'll up. pop up. Yeah, they're on All Twitter right. as well. Aussie Suns fans, I think. <laughs> is there Twitter?
0: Cool. So it, it's a fun podcast so go ahead and check that up. Uh, check that out after. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think we had a great podcast, and thanks again, Suns Geek. Of course. You're already getting some love in here, Dicky Donkey, <laughs> dude. Uh, you know, Sonia's saying, Geek, thank you so much. Appreciate you, uh, Sonia. Yeah, Metal Mike, it's uh, it's fun. It's fun after Suns win, and it's fun just hanging out with you guys. So go ahead and like, subscribe, all of that. Um, follow us at Suns at Suns Jam on Twitter. Go ahead and follow me at Matthew Lissy, and you can follow Suns Geek at, at Suns S- Geek. Some geek. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, go ahead. Let me go ahead and find the drop and go home and love your family.